Welcome back to Minds of Metal. My name is Daria. And I'm Laz, and we are husband and wife team, both professional musicians who talk all things heavy metal. Today we're bringing you one of our segments that is called A Metal Profile. That's right, we're celebrating the achievements and the career of a particular frontman uh, who is, I'd say, known in every household yeah. across the world. I think everyone's heard his name. <laughs> he is the legendary Ozzy Osbourne. Um, we decided to focus on him today because we have been given good and bad news with regards to Ozzy. Good news is he's won a couple of Grammys with his latest album. Uh, the bad news, unfortunately, is he's too weak to tour ever again, supposedly. So we'll touch on those later. But now a look into the Prince of Darkness's life. So, Ozzy Osbourne, or shall I say John Michael no, don't, Osbourne. Don't, 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 don't say John. Ozzy's better. Ozzy's cooler. Yeah. <laughs> was born in Warwickshire, England, which is actually where we live. And uh, he founded Black Sabbath with other members of Black Sabbath in 1968. And actually, they were not called Black Sabbath back then. They, they were called Earth, but they changed the name. I personally think it's much cooler, Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. uh, a year later to Black Sabbath. So Ozzy wanted to become a musician when he heard the song by the Beatles called She Loves You. Uh, that inspired him and uh, apparently this is when he decided that he's going to be a rock star. It's funny because it's not really the, the, the kind of song, she, the lyrically that you kind of associate Ozzy no, with. Going not in the future. at all. But anyway, that's the kind of impact that the Beatles have on everyone. So in the first years of Black Sabbath actually, they they never associated themselves as heavy metal. They just wanted to play like blues music, really. But what happened was while recording their first album, uh, Black Sabbath, Giza Butler read like some spiritual book and apparently he woke up and saw like a dark figure at the end of his bed, which is really odd. And he told Ozzy about this and they wrote a song together called Black Sabbath. And this is how kind of the darker side of things started to happen. Um, so obviously after this album, we had Paranoid, which we did a, a full album review to, and you're welcome to check it out. Uh, we also had a Master of Reality quite shortly after that album, actually, which was quite big. Volume four, uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath and Sabotage in 1975. Last two albums actually received very good reviews from media at that time unlike the rest of them no one really liked them that much although I mean media although uh, obviously the albums were extremely successful and in 1979 Ozzy was unfortunately dismissed from the band due to drug and alcohol issues yeah, I just couldn't control him yeah <laughs> So Ozzy was living in LA during the time after he was kicked out from Black Sabbath and Black Sabbath's manager, Don Arden, tried to sign him to Jet Records. Um, he was hoping that he would actually rejoin Sabbath, but he was willing to sort of give a solo career a go. Don Arden then sent his daughter, Sharon, to look after and oversee Ozzy's career from here on in. And obviously Sharon became Sharon Osbourne, his wife, and is now famous for her TV appearances alongside him. So another important thing about Ozzy being in LA at this time, especially whilst Ronnie James Dio was performing with Black Sabbath, was that Ozzy started writing with other musicians. Um, and most importantly was guitar American guitarist Randy Rhodes and Australian bass player Bob Daisley. 
And what the, why this is important is because Ozzy's music started to take a different form. It started to sound different. It wasn't so doomy. It wasn't so dark. It wasn't so dissonant. It had a much more lighter touch to it. So over the course of the first few years of the 80s, we had uh, Ozzy's debut album, Blizzard of Oz. Uh, we had his second album, Diary of a Madman. And then in 1982, Randy Rhodes unfortunately passed away due to a plane accident. In 1983, this is where things get interesting because at the end of the 70s in the UK, we had the new wave of British heavy metal movement coming in, which had sort of the punk influences, also as well as the traditional metal coming together. And you had bands like Iron Maiden, Angel Witch, Tigers of Pantang, all doing their thing. Now, the new wave of British heavy metal was quite a short period. It only really lasted four or five years. And the emphasis of metal as a location in the world moved from the UK to America. And that's where glam metal and sort of hair metal started becoming a much more popular version, as well as the likes of speed metal and thrash. Now, this is important because Ozzy's third album, 1983's Bark at the Moon, has a very, very glam metal feel. And now what we mean by glam metal is things like uh, melodies and riffs that sound poppy, like kind of pop music, anthemic songs that can be upbeat. So, you know, you think of the chorus of Crazy Train, Everyone can sing that. Everyone knows it, whether you like metal or not. Everyone knows the chorus of that song. And slow power ballads, Mama, I'm Coming Home and Ghost Behind Your Eyes as good examples. So Ozzy made that shift along with uh, metal in general. He moved from England to the US, just like metal did. And his albums were now sounding like glam metal. So he released a couple more albums uh, before 1991's No More Tears. And the reason that No More Tears is important is because this is where Ozzy was first properly exposed to like a larger audience. It got lots of radio play and he was featured on MTV quite a lot. And another thing that No More Tears, that, that's interesting about No More Tears is that he actually brought in outside writers. So normally with Sabbath and his solo albums before, he'd write with the band he was playing with, but he bought in outside writers to help him. Um, and you kind of wonder, did the quality of songs go up because of that? And is that why he got more exposure and more radio play? A quick note that in 1995, he released his album Osmosis, which is a good album, um, but it did actually feature Geezer Butler on bass. So I thought that was nice that, you know, however many years later, they came back and did a little album together. In 1996, Ozzy, Sharon and his son Jack created the Ozfest, which was a heavy metal festival. And they, well, they, the aim of it was to get metal fans closer to heavy metal in the US uh, and closer to more of the music that they loved. And the result was actually they gave the fans what they wanted. And on top of that, they gave exposure to so many metal bands around the US at that time. A notable moment from the mid 2000s was in 2003, where he sang the Black Sabbath song Changes, but in a new version with his daughter, Kelly Osbourne. I actually remember when it came out and it was um, kind of sweet and a really nice version of the song. In 2011, Black Sabbath announced a reunion tour and an album, and it was supposed to be featuring all the original members. However, Bill Ward, the drummer, decided to drop out. Uh, we don't know exactly why. There's some contractual reasons. Pretty sure it's financial. Financial, contractual. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, but basically, I think Rage Against the Machine drummer stepped up and they did a fantastic album, in my opinion, called 13, which was released in 2013. And in 2016, they did their last shows and the last one I think was actually in Birmingham. Yeah, it makes me a little emotional. I got goosebumps. It's kind of like, oh, I wish really I was there. Sweet. And actually, I think in 2022, so last year, uh, 
Ozzy and Tony Iommi did like a surprise appearance in yes. Birmingham as well. At the Commonwealth Games. I remember people talking about it in Warwickshire. Everyone was very excited for that. So yeah, uh, I think that was his last show. So heading into the 2020s, Ozzy released another album in 2020 called Ordinary Man. Uh, but most importantly, in 2022, so last year, he released Patient Number 9. Now, I think this is a really, uh, I wouldn't say important album for like the history of metal or anything. Mm. But when you see what he's done on here, it's very clever. And if you notice, throughout his career, Ozzy has been helped and fueled by those around him. Mm. Don Arden, Sharon Osbourne. You know, these people, and the, the co-writers for his solo albums, Bob Daisley, Randy Rhodes, these people were kind of helping him elevate. And I'm not saying Ozzy did nothing. Obviously, he's a huge, huge character and a huge work ethic. But he was elevated by those around him. And Patient Number 9 featured a multitude of famous guests on it. I'm just going to list off some people that were on this album. Jeff Beck, Tony Iommi, Eric Clapton, Josh Homme, Rob Trujillo, Chad Smith, Duff McKagan, Taylor Hawkins, Ryan Tedder, and Chris Chaney. Amazing. Now, it is. Yeah, what a star-studded lineup. Wow. And I think it's important because this is probably Ozzy's way of maybe keeping relevant in 2022. Yeah. His music probably is a bit outdated, you know, from what we've heard before. And I think him getting all those guests on is a fantastic way to keep himself relevant and to get people from other genres coming in and listening to his music. And you know, this is, I think, as well, it, it's it's a huge deal for musicians of that caliber yeah. to come and do something with Ozzy. That just goes to show how much he's actually done yeah. for metal the and people, for music. The people want to work yeah. with him. Yeah, you wouldn't turn down the chance to work with Ozzy. Um, so as a result of Patient Number 9, it was quite successful. Uh, the song Degradation Rules by him and Tony Iommi from the album won the Best Metal Performance at the Grammys, and the album as a whole, Patient Number 9, won the Best Rock Album. Great. I'm really happy for him. Yeah. I mean, when the name Ozzy Osbourne is pronounced, you just think of this immense amount of charisma. He's such a charismatic character. He is a character, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just amazing that the energy that he brings, I think, is phenomenal. And the fact he's been doing this for so long, I mean, sing, I mean, is he singing? Because he, he can sing in places, but he yeah. kind of has a, a shouting energy, doesn't he? Yeah. Either way, he is one of the most notorious and well-known front men in metal. And you've got the story about biting the head off the bat, the story from the Motley Crue movie about sniffing ants. Uh, oh was it goodness. also something to do with his own urine? Did he yeah. cry? I'd rather yeah. not touch that. But anyway, anyone, everyone knows Ozzy Osbourne for his crazy antics, his stage persona. Um, I think it's important to mention his drug and alcohol addiction because whilst um, you might think of that as a negative thing, he's he's still alive. <laughs> I know. How is this man alive, everyone? He's still alive. How? He's still writing music and performing and, like, putting albums out. So, like, well done. Kudos to you, Ozzy. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. but... Um, what this has led to, unfortunately, and this could be a result of his substance abuse, is a retirement from touring. Uh, so in 2019, he had a world tour planned, I believe. And then COVID happened. Mm -hmm. He also got a spine injury. That's the one, yeah. And he delayed it to this year or to 2023. And now all, get, uh, all gigs or dates, all gig dates have been cancelled because he just feels he's too weak to perform. What do you think? I think, honestly, um, 
I think it's really sensible of him to choose to look after himself and his health and, you know, this Finally. Other. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, he's been going on for so long and I think, yeah, as sad as it is, he is not young anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a real shame and it is sad that, you know, if this was going to be his last tour, maybe we would have gone, maybe we would have I sort would have of definitely. gone to see Ozzy. You know, I have seen him play with Sabbath, actually, but just to oh, see... Oh, <laughs> I have to brag about that. Um, it's a shame, yeah. but you're right. He's done it with his health in mind and in the end, he has given us yeah. close to 50 years of music, heavy metal, gigging, craziness, yeah. characteristics, live performances. So, Ozzy, you've done enough. We, I think, you know... Everyone wishes you well. Uh, thank you for all the music. Thank you so much for watching this video and I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the Prince of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne. And please don't forget to like this video and share it on your socials. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel also. Your support means the world to us. And don't forget that if you don't have time to sit and watch the video on YouTube, we've also got a dedicated podcast which you can find on all your uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, we're there. If you don't have time to watch us, but you want to hear us on your commute, then check out our podcast. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Have a metal day. And have a lovely day. We'll see you soon.